Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. I am beyond grateful. I know you hear me say this every single week, every single episode, and my life gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter by the day. Thanks to the amazing people that I get to interview every week. Thanks for every single one of you listeners who's talking. I am fired up in a new and different way today because we were just talking about the episodes that Amy and Michelle, who I have here with me, are, um, are which ones are landing, which ones aren't, what's going on, what's stirring up. So go back and listen to some of the other ones. Some of the titles might be slightly misleading as uh, we dive into topics and we are having so much fun. I have so much energy just cranking through my body. So I am thrilled to be here today with Amy and Michelle and to get to share their passion project, what they're up to in the world, and a bit of the journey. And Amy was on a couple of weeks ago, which many, many, many of you saw. That was such a great episode to watch just soar in a 24-hour period. And I love getting to see how many downloads we're getting each and every day. And today we're going to talk about um, their Angel K Love Project and who knows what else, um, all the greatness that Michelle brings to the table and their synergy together, what brought them together and what they're currently doing right now to make such a big impact. And this being November, this being a month of gratitude, I truly cannot thank all of you enough for listening, for taking action from these podcasts, for stepping closer into your dreams and doing whatever it takes to put your own oxygen mask on. So I'm going to turn this over. I'm Amy Cervantes. I'm a part of the Angel K Love Project, but we are also entrepreneurs, I guess, with uh, my mediumship and Michelle's Reiki. But we want to talk about the Angel K Love Project today, and I'll turn it over to Michelle. Well, hello. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> I'm Michelle Cervantes, um, the wife of Amy. <laughs> Um, just really happy to be here. Thank you, Jen, for having us. Um, talking about the Angel Kilo Project is our passion and is basically our calling in this life. Definitely, we know it's our purpose. And so we're just ecstatic to just share it as we grow it. Yeah. So what what is it? <laughs> Good question. Um, so we're 501c3. We're located in North Carolina and we're in Hendersonville, which is the um, Western North Carolina area. So it's kind of like the mountains. They're not like the mountains, like Colorado mountains. We're from, we're native Colorado natives. So mm -hmm. we know what, what Rocky mountains really are, <laughs> but we're in the smoky mountains now, the Appalachian mountains. And it's actually really gorgeous. They're more like hills, but the smoky mountain area is just 
gorgeous and it smells so good here because there's so many trees and anyway we're in hendersonville <laughs> getting off topic uh, we have a 501c3 and we bought a farm with our personal money um, we've had this vision for a long time of helping kids um, with just natural healing we're both have been working with kids like our whole lives as a teacher for 10 years and amy was also um, worked with the kids for over 10 years and mm-hmm. um, we've done so many things like daycares and summer camps and all kinds of stuff with kids and it's just part of our passion we're also passionate about animals and nature so the farm here that we have it's a farm-based project for kids that supports mental health and holistic wellness with animals and nature so we kind of just combined all of our passions into one big project for kids <laughs> I love that. You make it sound so, so simple and so easy. (laughs) Oh, it was not. (laughs) So can you share how this seed was planted and where, where it began and how you, how you leaned into it? That is such a loaded question, Jen, but let me just say, I think, you know, the seed was planted because we have both different stories about how this has come to be amy's more on the the mediumship side because you know we're very connected with the other side and with our angels and our and our spirit guides our lost loved ones they are constantly helping us and so the story really when when amy and i met and i knew about her gifts but prior to meeting her i do have to say like you know, I got my master's degree in education and I was just all in. And then I hit like year eight of teaching in public schools. And there was just this weird, weird feeling inside before I even met Amy. And it was like, there was something else I needed to do. Like there was a bigger purpose that I needed to do. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And I remember learning how to meditate, learning how to like trying to try different churches and um, I ended up going to Mile High Church and I was taking a bunch of classes and I just kept asking, like, what is it? I know there's something I'm, I'm supposed to do. It's something bigger and it's something amazing. I just didn't know what it was. And I would just have vision, certain visions of certain things. I'd journal, you know, do some journaling and some things would come out. Like I didn't understand at the time, but I just knew like there was something else. And then when we met, you can take it from there because Amy you know, we got messages that there was this big project that we needed to do. Do you want to mm-hmm. explain that further? It was, it was more of obviously a God um, situation or a higher power situation for sure. It wasn't the whole reason the K within Angel K Love Project is for uh, Karina, who is Michelle's girlfriend before me. Karina just happened to have passed away. And so Michelle knew that I could hear people and see people prior, but at that point I was kind of a closeted medium. I didn't, I didn't want people to know about it because everybody looked at me so crazy. And it was just, I was obviously not doing what I was there for. I was obviously not um, pursuing my path. And this was 10 years ago. Yeah, this is definitely 10 years ago. So I had been, I had been doing mediumship by myself prior to that because well and I'm just so I'm so grateful that you both have shared these pieces right so for everyone listening anyone who's listening 
I personally believe there's something on your heart that you're being called to do in the world, whether it be in this moment or 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. It's what I fell in love with the clarity community and tribe for, because Mm -hmm. I felt at home knowing that it was okay, that there was something on my heart that I couldn't really pinpoint. Right. Like it was like, when the heck is this? Like I, it's coming through, I'm getting it. And I have no clue what it is, right? Like a couple ideas of what it might be, but not really there. And so being able to focus on our energy and really be able to pay attention to what does light us up and what is pulling us forward and the messages we're getting, whether it be at church or in community or all these other places is so important. So I really encourage you to be patient with yourself through that process and journey and do what Michelle was just mentioning, which is write it down, journal, process it, like get it moving. Because the more it moves through us, then the clearer we become and we become so much clearer through action, right? We can sit and think about things all day long, but getting into motion is where we really gain clarity. And then the other piece that you just shared, which I'm so thrilled about, Amy, is for anyone who listened to um the podcast that we just did a couple weeks ago which is episode 23 the other side um mm-hmm. you didn't i don't think you shared that part and i was really wanting it to come out but it didn't either way it didn't it didn't and that's perfect but th- i believe that's when i don't know some point along that journey is when i met you and you were beginning to trust that more And it was one of the things that I loved, like I instantaneously fell in love with both of you, but really your place at that time, because you were learning to trust yourself more and more and more. And I believe that's what we're doing every day of our lives, especially when we're on this on purpose journey. But so I I just want to say thank you so much and really capture those moments for everyone listening because they're, they're so key for us to really yeah, I don't know, get out of our own way and keep keep moving forward. So Michelle, if you want to continue to share how you met and where you were at. I met Amy through Karina. So Karina played in a band. She's the bass, the bass guitar player of a band. And they actually practiced in Amy's basement. And um, Amy and her partner at the time um, owned that house. So we were all became really good friends. And after about, you know, her playing in the band for about, I don't know, about six, seven months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when she got in her, she got into a car accident and she didn't make it. She died um, on impact. And it was extremely, extremely like probably the lowest point of my life. Um, it was a very, very difficult time. And through that process, um, divine intervention just happened and mm-hmm. things got moved around in Amy's life. And the person she was with got moved out of the out of the story and her and I became really good friends and I had known a little bit about her gift and at that time she was not open to sharing her gifts and but Karina who passed in the car accident kept coming to her Mm -hmm. like every night and I didn't know about it because you know we weren't really like hanging out yet and so when I did call her and to do lunch. Um, we got together and all of a sudden she's telling me like, yeah, Karina has been coming over to my house like for the last 
I mean, since she passed and she's, you know, had these messages for you. And so I didn't believe it at first. I was a little skeptical, but after a few stories, (laughs) everybody is a little skeptical. Mm -hmm. And, but after a few stories, which would take a whole other podcast, um, (laughs) we'll do it because it's going to be awesome. Right. I knew, I knew she was talking about it. And so from that moment on, Amy opened up with her gifts. I was able to do a lot of healing and closure through her gifts and through her readings with Amy or with Karina, I'm sorry. Through that, we discovered that there was this giant mission that we were supposed to do together and that we were supposed to be helping kids. There's a lot of kids that needed help and that we were brought together to do that. And Karina wanted to help get that going. And so she asked for the name. She said, I want you to call it Angel Kayla Project. <laughs> and, and the K is for Karina and for kids. Oh. And she, she loved kids and loved animals. Yeah. She's just such a great, amazing spirit. So funny too. And so we're like, okay, well, at first we started the Angel Kayla Project as a volunteer group in Denver. And um, every month in her memory, we would volunteer at different nonprofits. And the first one we ever did was we made burritos. We had a memorial for her at my house a year after she passed. And we all made burritos. Everyone chipped in. We all put, put them in foil. And we wrote with a permanent marker, Angel Kayla Project, on the burritos. And then we went out and we delivered them to the homeless. And that was the first project. But we we um, volunteered at over like 30 or 40 different nonprofits in mm-hmm. in, uh, in in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, you know, that we wanted to do more. We wanted to do more with kids because that's where our passion was. And um, we decided to go travel around a little and learn about different schools and different programs that there are for kids that are more like natural healing holistic type of approach we were kind of called to go check out australia we went to australia we went to new zealand we also went to ecuador and uruguay and we thought we were going to go out there and start an orphanage (laughs) and you know another interesting part of this whole journey but we did learn so much you know not only learning from volunteering at all the different nonprofits and how nonprofits work and and how amazing it feels to like help people through those nonprofits that really fueled us to also learning about different methods that are out there like equine therapy. Mm-hmm. We fell in love with equine therapy when we went to mm-hmm. New Zealand yep. and um, Amy worked there. We lived there for about six months. Mm-hmm. Amy worked at a school that equine therapy was just a normal thing. Like the kids who go there, they have some trauma issues and so they they work with these kids with the horses. So they'll go to school for half the day. And then the other half of the day, they're working with horses and they're doing, learning the biology of the horses. They're riding the horses. They're taking care of the horses. And that's like just like a normal thing in New Zealand. Like they have a lot of schools. It's a public school. And it blew our mind because we saw so much incredibly quick healing for these kids. My my background too. Also, I worked in special with special needs kids, and so it was very important to me to have that be a part of our programs too, because um, special needs kids really need help. And equine therapy for uh, what we found in uh, New Zealand 
was we worked with a kid that was in a wheelchair, wasn't at a walking state. And then he started riding the horses and started doing the equine therapy with him. And they did it probably with him twice a week. He, within months, was not only walking, but grabbing the saddle. He was taking it and putting it away. He was doing all these things. And now he's a teenager and I see him on Facebook. He's in the special Olympics. He's, he's a swimmer. He's one of the fastest swimmers they have. I mean, he is so amazing and he is definitely not in a wheelchair anymore. He went from wheelchair to hand crutches to nothing within, I mean, a year. And it was just the most amazing thing that I saw. And then there was kids that were in severe trauma Um, severe trauma. And in New Zealand, they don't hide it from everyone, like what the kid's been through. They have a file on each kid and each one you're supposed to, if you're working with them, you read that whole file and you get to know their full background, which really helps because one of the kids was extremely abused sexually, mentally, physically. Um, And because this kid was so abused And he was having this fit and he wanted to go for a walk with me. And I said, all right, dude, let's just go for a walk, but you can't hurt anybody or hurt anything. If you want to hit a tree or something like that, just tell me and we'll, we'll go find something to punch if that's what you're into right now, because he was throwing things. He said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go for a walk. And we went for a walk and he told me that he had come up for adoption And I said, what's wrong with that, man? I I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't that be a good thing? And he said, you don't understand. I'm, I have all this abuse in my past. They're all going to know about it. Um, They think that I'm like, could be um, triggered when I get triggered. Sometimes I do the wrong things. They won't even let me hug people because of my past abuse. And I said, why won't they let you hug people? And he said, well, well, nobody's really actually taught me how to hug. And I said, Oh my gosh, bud. All right. We can fix this. And he goes, why? And I said, cause I can teach you how to hug. I have no problem teaching you how to hug. And he goes, really? And so I went back and I talked to the principal of the school and I said, Hey, can I teach him how to hug? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And so I taught him, you know, to do a side hug for guys and girls even alike, cause girls don't necessarily like front hugs. And he didn't know that. He was like, okay, that's cool. And I said, with a guy, you kind of just want to do the pat off, like, hey, bud, and pat off. And with a girl, maybe you want to just kind of hold her arm until she says, okay, I'm good, (laughs) you know, or gives you like a little shrug. And he goes, all right. And I said, all right, so let's, let's practice every day for a week. We're going to practice. We're going to practice a hug. You're going to come up. You're going to give me a hug. I'm going to tell you what you did how you can improve that hug. (laughs) He goes, all right. All right. So he started hugging and he got good at it to where I talked to the principal and all of a sudden he can hug kids now at the school and everything was better. But that was his main thing was he really, really just needed that space to talk about it. And the equine therapy is amazing because they can go in and talk to a horse for I've seen kids talk to horses for an hour and a half where they're telling them the story and that horse is not going to say a word to them except give them love. And they have to be calm when they do it. They can't go in crazy or upset. That horse is not going to judge them. That horse is not going to 
tell them, well, maybe it was your fault. That horse is not going to do anything except listen. And when those kids get those stories out, they start changing and they start having less stress and less anxiety and all the things. And New Zealand knows all about this. And so they're like full force. Let's do this. And they know it works. And these kids actually get to be amazing citizens. Mm. You know, they can go into the world without like the drug abuse. And I'm not saying that they don't have drug abuse or alcohol abuse or anything like that, or, you know, some of them do, but it gives them a chance. And that's all we wanted to do was give kids with mental health problems, just a chance to have that peace where they could be good citizens and they can actually learn how to, you know, help have, others and have relationships, give hugs. You know, I mean, that's, that's a main thing. And with the LGBTQ plus community, it's big. They need that. They come in with super mental health problems. Um, the BIPOC youth, same thing. We just want to help support them the mental health crisis when it comes to kids. And so that's what the main purpose of the Angel K Pro Love Project is now. And I'll let Michelle tell you all about the animals because that's her deal. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Hi, friend. I cannot thank you enough for listening. We're going to take a couple second commercial break as I introduce one of my very first courses. Hope you're having an amazing day and look forward to meeting you really soon. Are you ready to shift your mindset? The world has been experiencing so much more anxiety and fear than normal the past few years. Can you feel it? If you're ready to step into your gifts, release fear, build more trust, more joy, and manifest the life you've been desiring, then join me for the free mini course, Untangled, that I created just for you. I'm so excited to learn more about what you desire and help you live a life that's more aligned with your heart. I can't wait for you to get started. I just want to say thank you so much. The amount of chills I've had through my body and the tears I have in my eyes at this moment are just like, I have so much gratitude for the two of you and so much appreciation for what you've been called to do, what you are doing, the trials and tribulations that you're going through in order to be able to make this all a reality for yourselves. It has not been an easy journey. And so anyone that's in a challenge in bringing forth a a vision or a dream, please reach out to us because we've been there. We're going through it. We're, we're real, right? Like even though it might look really nice and pretty and whatever it is on a website, there's a whole heck of a lot of stuff always happening behind the scenes. And so I just, I thank you so much for that. And the other piece that's huge for me is I learned how to hug from my mom and she's the best hugger I've ever encountered. Maybe a couple other people who genuinely like just hold on and don't let you go. And she made a huge impact in my dad's family because they weren't huggers. And so I love that you're bringing this up because that's something that's so simple, right? And us also asking or requesting COVID brought in so much of like distance and space between people. And it was 
so much other parts of COVID I, I loved. Like truly, I might be a unicorn in a lot of ways, but it allowed me to pause, to like take a breath, to slow down, to get really clear and really intentional on what I want to be doing with my life. And I couldn't hug people like I normally do. And it was the first time in my life that I would pause before touching and being a massage therapist as well. My love language is touch. I'm like, oh, just keep bring it on. That oxytocin. So, yes. <laughs> we need that oxytocin. And that's the same like with animals too. Like when you're petting an animal, it releases the same as when you're being hugged because it's the touch. Yes. And so this is just, it's profound work. I wish that we lived next door to one another. So I was able to see and experience this every day with you too, because the work you're doing is just, it's remarkable. And I I thank you so, so, so much for that. So I'm seeing two different directions. One is animals, and we can definitely circle back to that for sure. And the other is some of the magic of how you got to your property. So well, I definitely know. clarity um, was a big one in the beginning. Going through the process with Kathy Hawk, it showed us for sure this is definitely our path. This is what we need to do. So that's when we started traveling was after that. Helped us get a big, bigger vision. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we worked specifically with them. We did uh, one-on-ones with them. Uh, we did a whole bunch of things. And I mean, and Kathy, the training. yeah, the training, we did the training so that we would know how to train people or to teach kids how to do clarity work. And it's been a blessing in all of this. I hear Michelle talk to the kids out on the farm a lot about different things. And you can tell it's just clarity, <laughs> but they have no idea, you know, and, and it's just great because they need that so bad. But also Michelle had a profound, profound little story that brought us to North Carolina because I wouldn't have thought North Carolina would be our, our end thing here at all. I mean, it is the South. We are a mi- married biracial, same-sex, same-sex couple. And Michelle's passing, but not so much me. And so I was a little I'm bit. brown, though. Yeah, and Michelle's brown. So it was, it was a little it was a little sketchy for both of us, uh, especially trying to find land and things. But we landed in this most divine, divine intervention was the key word there too. And manifesting was a big part of that too. So, uh, and we wouldn't have gotten that without like Kathy Hawk or Michelle's story with our church too in Colorado. Um, I mentioned that we were, did a lot of traveling. We went South America because it was a little bit cheaper than New Zealand and <laughs> also closer. And so uh, we were set on, on Uruguay. It's, it's pronounced Uruguay. And Uruguay is like this amazing, if you know Colorado, it's like, it's like Boulder, but it's a country of, of the city of Boulder, like very, very open and just really good um, education system there. And a lot of great, the politics are really great there. And so we were all set, like we had, we were ready to move out there. We, we had a shipping container ready. We had an attorney ready to get our visas ready. We were all set <laughs> and we happened to go to uh, Mile High Church, and we saw Cynthia James speaking that day, and she was one of your guests on one of your episodes here. So you can go listen to her because she's amazing. <laughs> so I um I was so excited she's speaking, and while she's speaking, she did a meditation, of course. And during the meditation, I kept seeing a vision of me going up to her and handing her our Angel Caleb Project business card, 
And I just kept seeing that in my meditation. And I'm like, okay, I got the, I got the message. I will give her my business card after this. Okay. You know? So afterwards she, she was outside in the lobby and she was, um, you know, saying hello to everyone. And there was this huge line to go talk to her. And so I kept getting in line and then I kept getting out and then I kept getting in line <laughs> and I kept getting out. And I was with the, with Amy and another friend of mine. They're like, Michelle, give her their, go give her your card, you know? And I was like, no, not yet, not yet. And so I kept getting in, finally got in, finally got up to her. And I was like, hey, Cynthia, you know, I'm wondering if she does coaching. So I was like, I'm wondering if you ever do any coaching with nonprofits. And she did become our coach, by the way, if, if I forget to mention. And she goes, yeah, I do. She goes, what's your nonprofit? And um, we told her, you know, our vision and uh, what we wanted to do with, with kids and the farm and animals. And she says, well, are you guys ever going to be helping babies? And I go, Oh my gosh, we would so be open to helping babies, you know? And she goes, oh, she started tearing up. She started tearing up and she like <laughs> stopped talking. And she goes, well, the woman right before you handed me a blank check. And she said, I don't know who this check belongs to, but it needs to go to someone who's helping babies. And she goes, so can I get your information? <laughs> and I go, sure. Let me give you my business card. <laughs> and then she wrote down her cell phone number and I was all excited. You know, I got Cynthia James' cell phone number. She's like, give me a call and I'll, and I'll connect you with this woman. And so I was like, wow, okay. That was amazing. We ended up calling this woman and she tells us um, the story about how her grandparents um, live in Marshall, North Carolina, which is a half hour outside of Asheville. We're also a half hour outside of Asheville and that her grandparents had this farm and they were foster parents. They had kids and they um, had horses and they did, they taught their kids how to, how to grow their own food and how. And now this was like in the thirties or forties. I mean, this wasn't like, mm -hmm. this was a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, and it was, so it's just kind of this, she painted this whole picture of like kind of what we wanted to do with our farm. And she goes, I really think you should go look at my grandparents' farm because I think they might be selling it. And so we were like, um, I don't know. We, we're about the to sell. We're going to go to Uruguay. <laughs> and that's the south. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did a little research in, in advance and it and like, lo and behold, they changed their laws for same-sex couples and uh, we also have been interested in adopting kids. So that was the main concern. Of, that's why we were looking at in another country because the laws are so different in every state as far as same-sex marriage goes and adoption is like very different in every state. It can be really difficult. Um, and they just changed their laws just coincidentally the year, like not long before we, we called and now everything's equal for same-sex couples. So we're like, okay, God, this is a... Guess we better go check it out. So we got some plane tickets and <laughs> came to Asheville. Came North to Asheville. Came, we never actually got that farm, but we fell in love with Asheville. We didn't even know it existed. And we decided to, when we're out here visiting, um, it just came like to, to me when we're at some restaurant. And I said, we need to get an apartment and we need to look for a property out here. So we scratched our whole other, our whole other plans, which was big. Got into, moved here within the next two months. We moved everything here and it took over a year to find this farm. We actually, it was very difficult. Actually, we went through this five different contracts um, with five different other properties. This is our sixth property that we went under contract with. 
all those five fell through and I was like so ready to throw in the towel after that fifth one I was like I am done I I don't know what what this game is but I'm not playing anymore and (laughs) I was ready to quit and then lo and behold this this property came up and we knew it was it was definitely the one and there's a whole other story of how that even happened so it was all (laughs) manifestation too and it wasn't easy either to get this this farm that we're at now so it was pretty incredible every step of the way was was all divinely guided Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who out there is ready to receive a blank check? (laughs) I know. know. And that, I mean, that never came about, but I think the main thing about that is that she got us to get out here Mm -hmm. and to actually see that we could do this in the United States and that it was a possibility. And we were so happy because I mean, my Spanish is not very good at all. So <laughs> I was really happy. <laughs> I mean, but now, I mean, we have the Southern accent to deal with, but it's okay. I got that one. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think also all the houses that fell through all the properties that we thought for sure were, that was meant for us really fell through. And looking back, we were not setting our bar very high. Like mm-hmm. the, the little lots that we we're looking at was like, maybe like three to five acres, you know, and we were just like, you know, our bar was set too low. And I think that was a lesson too for us. It's like, when you have a vision and you have a divine calling, you need to set your bar higher because what we got, we never thought we could afford. And it mm-hmm. just happened to come down in price. It was just, yeah. And then we got seven and a half acres, which is not huge. It's still a nice, nice size to manage, but it's definitely bigger and better than what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. So that was all meant to be too. Yeah. I think that's so huge too, right? Because Every day, I I wish that we would all wake up pretending that we have a blank check because it really changes our perception, right? Like if it's a feeling inside of us and that's all any of this is, Mm -hmm. but we attach it to something outside of ourselves. So if we have a blank check that we're receiving from somebody, we think we can go do anything we want to when in reality, we can do that right now. And my biggest piece in this process at this moment is how to really incorporate that feeling in every single step we're taking, whether it be a check or the animals or the relationship that I get to have with the two of you, like that feeds my soul, my spirit. It's like, yes, that's why we're here. Oh, I want every single person on the planet to experience it. Right. So um, tell us, tell us more about the animals and everything you've created since then seven and a half acres. That's so much. I spent my high school years on 10, 10 acres. So I, I love yeah. that. I have a feeling for that space. That's so nice. Yeah, we have, um, we board horses. So we're really blessed to have um, people that come here um, that own their, their horses, but they rent our facility. And so they come and they take care of their own horses, but they allow us to use them with the kids. So it works great as far as, you know, financially, it really helps um, with the nonprofit side. So we have three horses. Um, we have a couple, two pigs and their therapy pigs. One is named Barbecue Bacon, called Barbie for short. The other one's Dolly Porkin. <laughs> and um, they're therapy pigs and they're super fun. They, 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 if they trust you, they'll roll over and let you, let you pet their bellies. Um, and they're really easy to take care of. They're, they're, they're hysterical. And, <laughs> and then we have two goats. We have one named uh, Lady Baba. 
and she's four months old and she's adorable. And we have another one called, her name's Georgia Peach. And the goats are incredible. They're actually very good therapy animals. They're, they're a lot like dogs. Um, they, call, they follow you around. They're super curious. They're so silly. They'll jump on you out of nowhere. And they, um, they, they just love to be around people. And so we have um, kid, a group, a few groups of kids that come out right now. We have a foster a kids in foster care organization that comes out here in the summers and they do day camps here. Mm -hmm. um, we also have had um, a therapeutic school for teens and tweens and they are in a boarding school, a therapeutic boarding school. So they're getting therapy every day and they come out here with their own therapist. And it's been incredible. Um, they're using the animals for animal centered therapy. And we've also done a horticulture therapy eight week program with some of these kids as well, where um, they learned mindfulness and they also uh, created their own tea garden. Mm -hmm. So we did uh, eight weeks. Um, every every week they would do a tea, a tea tasting and they would decide and design what teas they wanted, which I think you would really enjoy our tea garden, <laughs> Jen. Well, I think I'm going to come for summer camp. <laughs> We did tea tasting. They got to decide which teas they wanted. Then they designed the, the garden bed and they also helped build it as well. So it was so much fun. The kids loved every part of it. And then they still come out and they'll come check on it, weed it. They'll come eat it because you can, you know, of course eat it. You can taste there's so many mints in there. We have uh, like chocolate mint, strawberry mint, we have lemon balm, we have um, <laughs> apple mint, like um, spearmint. And so they're really fun to taste and help your breath. <laughs> but we've done that too. And then we've also done pig and goat there, goat yoga, I'm sorry, goat yoga, but we have the pigs in there too. So, <laughs> and that's been great for adults and kids. Um, it's just been really incredible to see the, the group of kids that come every week. They just connect with different animals you would think they all would love the horses but the horses are actually pretty intimidating they're big and you know they can hurt you pretty fast if you're not careful so we have some kids that like prefer to hang out with the pigs and we have some that just love the goats and we have some that are obsessed with the horses and so they all have like their own connection and um, the therapists have done just some great some great great things with them recently they all had to write a repair letter and so a repair letter is like trying to repair a relationship because a lot of these kids have difficulty with relationships. And so they would write the letter out here at the farm and then they would pick an animal to read it to. And they could decide what they wanted to do with it. They could rip it up or they could send it to this person that they needed to repair the relationship with. But by reading it to the animals, like Amy was talking about, it's just, it's so much less intimidating and less you know, scary, but it still gets that out of them um, for healing to occur. and with animals it's easier to connect and form a relationship with because they don't talk <laughs> they don't talk back and they don't you know judge you and they don't you know um, tell you all the things that you're doing wrong they just want you to love on them and what by them loving on the animals they're releasing all these amazing chemicals too that are healing you know you get the oxytocin that's coming out from the physical touch and the petting and then they're outside so they're getting the serotonin and the sun exposure and doing mindfulness and being in nature and then they get the endorphins too from like laughing and doing some exercise but walking around 
Um, the dopamine is even released because sometimes they have projects that they do. So sometimes they'll clean up poop for us <laughs> and that's amazing. And that's like achieving goals is like part of the, of, uh, the dopamine release. So just by being out here, stepping on our farm, they're getting some healing. They could just do just a little bit and they'll still feel better than they did when they, when they got here. So nature's is also included in the healing process too. Oh, so good. So, so good. So um, I get to observe these pigs in your farm and your life through social media. So how can people find you? And then how in the heck can the world help you uh, help more kids? We do have a website. It's the angel K and it's just the letter K loveproject.org. Um, and on that, you can see uh, not only Michelle and I's journey through this whole situation, but also some of the kids' journey through the situation. You can also donate through the website. It's always great to donate. Also, I mean, Christmas is coming up and everybody's using Amazon. We are an Amazon Smiles project, so you can choose us as an Amazon Smile. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's great because you don't even have to give any money. I mean, you just buy stuff that you need and that part of that money goes directly to the Angel K Love Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we extremely happy about Giving Tuesday every year. We do a big fundraisers for that. Facebook, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Instagram. Angel K Love Project, just look up on, on Instagram. There's a dot between each word. Yeah, and we'll put, we'll put it in the show notes so everybody mm-hmm. can find it there for sure. But thank you for spelling them out too. We have a TikTok too. We have a TikTok. You have to see Michelle's TikToks with these animals. They're ridiculous. Yeah. That's so fun. Empowering kids in need with love and holistic healing. What what if we just empowered everyone with love and holistic healing? This world would be a different place, right? And that's why we like to call the farm a healing farm because Mm -hmm. that's what we hope for that everybody gets healed when they come to it so we're always giving them and they're gonna get a ton of love from us and from the animals so the love is definitely needed in all healing aspects of our lives we all need more love Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and and so um what's what's your next step what are you what are you currently working on or what are you implementing next or are you at a place of really just bringing everything together that you've done or where where are you right now with angel k yeah, lots of projects right now. We're getting some chickens, getting a chicken coop getting going. Um, mm-hmm. We want to get some mini- miniature donkeys. So getting more animals, getting a barn cat, um, yeah. maybe some um, dogs that can help to guard all of our animals at night. <laughs> <laughs> so animals is a big thing we want to add more of. Um, we also are starting to do more outreach to our community because we are a startup. We're second year really fully running and so we're starting outreach and we're going to start doing um, farm tours for the public that can come in and do a little farm tour for a small donation so they can get to know the farm and get to know that we're here and what what we offer um, we're also going to be providing real equine lessons so we're currently looking for an equine therapist um, who can teach here at least part-time and then we're going to continue the, the yoga and, and make that bigger. We just have an indoor, we just got an indoor facility um, built. It has a small classroom in it. So we're hoping to do some art therapy. We have a, an art therapist, uh, a therapist on our board of directors and she's 
um, willing to come in and do some free classes for art therapy as well, which can be done outside too, which I love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then what it, what is Giving Tuesday for those who may or may not know about it? And um, do they go, do we go to the website? Do you make donations or is that, is there something specific we need to know about Giving Tuesday? Yeah, Giving Tuesday is a, it's a nationwide day for giving that they created um, after after Cyber Monday. <laughs> so it's like Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. And so it's just, it's been a, a pretty good time for us to, to get donations and just, we put it out on Facebook and on our website. If we go there, it'll do, we'll have a pop-up. It's not there yet, but it'll, there'll be a pop-up for Giving Tuesday. So it's just a, a day to, to give um, nationwide. And then um, end of year giving is also really helpful at this time too, because a lot of people are looking to give their money somewhere uh, at the end of the year before taxes. And, um, you know, we are a 501c3, so we do have the IEN number to help with taxes. And is it clear on the website? Um, yeah, that? we're funded by donations. So really anything again is, is going to help us in some way. We're definitely are encouraging like monthly donations, even if it's like ten dollars ten dollars a month can help so much just like with feeding animals um you know we do vet care uh, all the time as well the vet the vet care for them is can be pricey at times if they get sick so yeah just monthly donations would be incredible but really anything helps we're not going to tell you how much to give because that's all up to your heart but like we said anything is is definitely appreciated love 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 it so make sure to click on the links below go donate go out and visit contact these two most lovely beings in the world. And I look forward to having you back on for so many more conversations. There's so much of your, your lives and so many incredible stories and synchronicities and experiences that can help so many. And I know there's so many really, truly struggling at this moment and always, but then for sure, coming out of the last couple of years of massive transitions in our world. So thank you for what you're doing. And if you do nothing more, pray for these two and send light and love their ways. Please. Yes. Thank you. And thank you, Jen, for all you do. You bring so much light to this world and we want to have you come visit us one day too. So get, get out here, come to North Carolina. (laughs) I'm coming to do out here. We're surrounded by apple orchards and vineyards, waterfalls. Yeah. Lots of hiking waterfalls. It's gorgeous out here. I love it. Yay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We will be back next week. I cannot thank you enough for all the love and support and have a beautiful, wonderful day. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.